I mean, because Adarab, that level of godly light is very powerfully connected to the nature of our neshama. That being said, there's actually an elevation, as we learned yesterday. There's an elevation of the Yud Gavamidah by virtue of the fact that they arouse in us a desire to do tshuva because what they do is really trigger our connection to our essential connection to a Kaddish Baruch which transcends any level of light. And we talked about that at length yesterday, the difference between essence and or. There's a third level, of course, called Kli, which is finite reality. So, so the, the, by virtue of being revealed in Elul, the Yud Gimam bring about a, 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 an arousal of, or a, a better word, triggering our connection, our essential connection to Kodesh Baruch. And by virtue of that, that level of Ur called the Yud Gimam is, is elevated. Now, we didn't see the, the explanation of that, right? We just began it. But simply, why? Well, they're fulfilling their task. I mean, when, when, someone, when someone is sent, any person or any, in, in this case we're talking about a level of godly reality that has a particular purpose, if I fulfill my purpose or anything fulfills its purpose, then it's elevated by virtue of fulfilling that purpose. That's what it's there for. Okay, so that's simple, but let's see it on a deeper level. So the Rebbe explains. So we'll start from the second line, even though we saw it yesterday, but we spent a long time talking about it, and we'll see it, we'll read it, then we'll go right there. Third line. Ve'inyan hu. Right? Meaning the, the headline was that the Yudgim Amiris Arachamim are elevated. And what does that mean? That the fact that the Briya is for the sake of Yisrael, Breish is base, Reish is Tar of Yisrael, Rashi and Chomish, Hakavan the Bezehi Leirak, This is not simply the creation of the physical world, all levels of infinite godly light that are revealed. On any level of reality, all of those levels of, of, of godly revelation exist ultimately solely for the purpose of the light coming down, creating a world, and that Am Yisrael has a rather central role in bringing about the fulfillment of the purpose of that world. Gam Even the highest levels of revelation. Even Yud by virtue of the descent of the Yud from their place, so to speak. What's their place? The palace of the king. A level beyond the Ishtalshlus. Ishtalshlus, of course, what's unique about Seder Ishtalshlus? We've talked about it many times. You have to say it over and over and over so it's something you know as well as you know what the, the back of your hand looks like. What's unique about Seder Ishtalshlus? How is Seder Ishtalshlus different than the level that's called Lamailami Seder Ishtalshlus, beyond Seder Ishtalshlus? What happens in Seder Ishtalshlus doesn't happen above it? Yes, that's true, but that's not necessarily a good enough answer because there's levels of Seder Ishtalshlus where there's no creation. Though most levels of Seder Ishtalshlus, I agree, there is creation. But so, so in that sense, you're right. There's no creation above Seder Ishtalshlus. There is creation in Seder Ishtalshlus. Okay, but that's not definitional enough because there's actually a level of Seder Ishtalshlus that's not created. It's beyond creation. No? Kalim. beautiful. Well said. That word has to be said. Kalim. Meaning, Seder Ishtalshlus is all about what kind of light. How would you define the light that's found in Seder Ishtalshlus? Or... Hmm? No, absolutely not. Mamale. Mamale. Or Mamale, the light that fills. What does it fill? Galim, meaning that, le- like we talked about yesterday, in terms of different aspects of the soul. 
levels of the soul that are clothed in the body and power particular parts of the body, the power of sight is clothed in the eyes. That's an example, that's a moshal from Mamale. Ratzain, Ratzain's not clothed in your body, it powers all your body equally. That's a moshal for Seivev. We've gone through this countless times. Right? And you have to write it down somewhere where you'll see it and remember it. You can't not remember this. I mean, you can do anything you want, right? But, I mean, you know, forget how to speak English. Okay, you can do that too, but that might not be a useful thing to do. Okay, it's not useful not to know what Seder Ishtashlis is. Seder Ishtashlis are the four worlds. Atzilis, Bri, Yitzirisi, and that's why what Gabi said is true. There is creation in Seder Ishtashlis, but that's not really definitional because Elam Atzilus is in Seder Ishtashlis, but it's not a world of creation. As a matter of fact, it's, if anything, we'd call it the world of the creator. Right? It's that level of elokus that's responsible for creation. Right? Okay? Seder? So, Seder Ishtashlis are the four worlds, simply. Four worlds. What's unique about those four worlds? What Mayer said. Kalim, meaning godly light revealed within the context of specific revelation. What we could call relative to what's above it, finite. Not finite like paper towel, but finite, meaning chesed. The ten spheres, whose home address is in Atzilus. Where do they come into a state of revelation, the ten spheres? Atzilus. Why? What, what allows for that revelation? Kalim. How do we know there's a level of godliness called chesed? Because there's a kli of chesed that reveals chesed. Mashal, used it so many times, but Yosef isn't here, so I can't use his red cup. How do I know there's a color called green in that, in that light that's shining all over the place? This kli reveals it. Is there green here? Of course there's green here. It's full of green. Can't see it. Why not? There's no kli revealing it. There you go, green which might just be blue and yellow, right? Okay, fine. So how do I know there's blue and yellow? Well, there's green here. I wish I had a primary color. This red one was better, right? Okay, maybe green is a primary color. Some physicists evidently there's green protons. I have photons, but this is orange. Here's yellow, here's yellow. Thank you, there you go, yellow. There you go, yellow, primary color, yellow. How do you know there's yellow up here? Because it's there. And it can't be there if it's not here. Shine light in this room, that, and, you've, and you've somehow managed to take away from that light all the yellow proton, photon, protons, photons. What'll happen? What do you see here? Gray. You won't see yellow. Why not? Because there's no yellow photons that are going to bounce off it and reveal the yellowness of it. What will bounce off it? I guess nothing. It'll just absorb all the colors, right? Because it absorbs everything but yellow. So it'll just sort of, I guess it'll sort of look brownish or grayish. I guess, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know enough physics, but I, something like that. We know one thing, it won't be, will not be yellow. That's for sure. Right? And if you take out the red ones and leave in the yellow ones, so it'd be interesting to know what color this would look like, because it has a little yellow because it's orange, right? But I don't know, that'd be interesting. Colors that are mix and matches, and you hide one and don't hide the other. I don't know what you see. It'd be interesting to know what you see. Do you only see the blue of it, or the, you know, the red of it, or the gray? I don't know. But it'd be interesting to know. Okay. But, but I mean, the physicists know. They, they do these things, right? But, but that's what a Klee does. A Klee reveals a specific aspect of something 
therefore hiding every other aspect of the thing. Right? So it hides the infinite nature of the thing and reveals a particular, and we'll call it finite, nature of the thing. So the Kli of Chesed reveals God's Chesed. It's a sphera called Gedula. What does it hide? Everything else. In that godly light, are all of those other aspects there? Yes, they're all there. God is Gedula, Gvura, Tiferes, Nedzeh, It's all there in a state of absolute oneness. Okay. But this Kli reveals one aspect of it called Gedula, which is Chesed. Right. That's what spheres do. That doesn't mean God's not one. He's still one. Right? The light shining on this key ring is one light. It's all one light. Ah, it's revealing itself in all these different... Right, okay, because it contained in that one light are all of these different shades, but it's still one light. It's not that there's 25 different projectors out there sending different colors. No, there's one projector, and then and it shows up like that. Why? Well, the kaolin make it look like that. Not, not the light itself. Here, what does the light look like? Uniform. Here, what does it look like? Whoa. Anything but. Oh, okay. Godly light, what is it? One. What does it look like when it's clothed in kaolin? Lots. Down here, quadrillions, zillions, billions, trillions. For all intents and purposes, infinite amount of stuff. There's no end. That's Galen. Light, infinite oneness. Because you know, infinite is obviously one. It has no end, no beginning. So where do you divide it into two? It doesn't end. So so there, so infinite is oneness by definition. Okay, etzim. It's beyond all that. The essence. Okay. So you and I are rooted in essence. The Yud Gemumidasirachim are an expression of infinite godly light, beyond that level of being clothed in Kalim. Infinite. Okay, good. So when that comes down, Lesode, into the field, Bichdei, why is that why is why is that level of light coming down into the field? It's going to say the next few words, but don't read the next few words. Why is it coming down? I mean, you can't. Right? Why is it coming into the field? Why is there a revelation of Yud Gimbi Sarachim Yimanelu? Okay, the Melech's in the Sada. Why is the Melech in the Sada? To arouse it. Yeah, so you and I will get it together, right? I mean, that's why he's there. He's not there because he's, you know, felt like a walk in the park. He's there to affect you and me. That's why he's there. If there's no you and me, he's not there. Why not? Well, I don't know. He's doing what I mean, that level. He, you know, that level of godly reality is 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 being whatever it bees normally. What is that? I don't know. Some state of infinite reality. I haven't got a clue what infinite looks like. I'm supposed to know what infinite looks like. Okay, but it's just infinite existence. Why? I don't know. Well, we do know why that level of infinite existence exists ultimately to help bring about the, the, the creation of this world, so in this world there'll be people in general, because all people are, are, are commanded to serve God from Matan Torah. The Ramam says that the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noyach, the source of them is Matan Torah, even though they're mentioned before Matan Torah, obviously, but the, the source of the fact that the non-Jewish world has to keep the seven mitzvahs, the seven Noahide laws, is, is, is in, is in Matan Torah. Okay, so there's people who have seven, and there's people who have 613, and those people are all responsible for bringing about 
Adir Betachtoinim, a dwelling place in the lower realms. And the people who are more immediately responsible are called the Jewish people. They're called Mamleches Kohanim. Right? Just like in the Jewish people, there's people who are more immediately responsible for matters of Kedusha and, 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 and holiness, and they're called Kohanim. They hang out in the base and make the all day long. You and I don't. I'm a lady. I can go wash their feet if I want. But, but you know, the, the Kohanim are like right there, front line. Okay? So the Jews are called Mamleches Kohanim. In the world, there's this there's a group of Kohanim, they're called the Jewish people. In the Jews, there's this group of people called the Kohanim. Frontline holiness, frontline Kedusha. Okay. Different rules. <laughs> there's certain rules that apply to Kohanim that don't apply to us. Why? Well, because they've got a different job. Well, there's certain rules that apply to Jews that don't apply to non-Jews. Why? Because we've got a different job. Doesn't mean we're any better. We're just different. Well, we can be a lot worse. Lesade, he comes to the Sada, why? To arouse and to reveal how be Israel. Right? The, the inner desire of every single one of us, which is Elokus. And by virtue of doing that, it's revealed in them, in the Yudgim If there, If so to speak, and you know, we're talking about this in, in such, you know, they, that, you know, but. If, 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 we'll just say they, the 13 attributes of mercy. Okay. If they a, a, accomplish their job, what's their job? They're sent to this world in order to arouse in you and I a desire to do true. If they're successful, then it's revealed in them, that the intention of their existence, the whole reason there's such a level of godly reality, he bishvil Yisrael, it's for the sake of the Yid, that the source of the Yid Hubatzmus. So, so, so to speak, the Yudgim Omidus Arachamim become enveloped in a deeper, more, more essential connection to a Kaddish Baruch Hu because they're now part and parcel of our connection to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And what's that? Atzmus, not or. Much deeper, much more real. So, to that extent, they're elevated. So, so to speak, we elevate them. We elevate God? Yes. That's what the Rebbe just said. There's a level of godly revelation, just the image, right? It's him. That by virtue of our behavior, that level of godliness is elevated to a higher state. Why? Because our source is a higher state than it. No. But it's infinite godly revelation. It's okay, so. What are you? You're Etzim. And we can connect this, and we see this in Gashmis. In Masha Kosov, in the Pasuk in Kahelis, the same Shalom Melech, who said, The king to the field is worked. In other words, the king, to a certain degree, is subservient to the field. Right? Even though the king owns the whole realm, and the field is the king's field, and the, and the king can do whatever he wants, but to a certain degree, the king is bottled to the field. How is the king bottled to the field? Well, let's see. It's very simple. Shafilo HaMelech, even the king. Shein There's no one greater than the king. Nevad L'Sadeh is to a certain degree, and this, Nevad means worked, right? The, 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 the passive of worked, Avad. But to this extent, you'd say sort of, you know, his bottle is dependent on. Why? 
His vitality comes from the field. How does the king have food? Field? In Kashmir. The king's a king. He has a big palace. Biggest palace. It's, it's huge. He bought all of Beverly Hills and made himself a palace. He knocked down all of the houses and made himself one huge palace in the middle of Beverly Hills. It's got pools. It's got It's unbelievable. Incredible. It's got clay courts, grass courts, hard courts. It's got pitch and putt and 18 holes. It's got everything. Wow. What, a, what a, an amusement park for the king. Incredible. Farm. And the palace stretches from the edge of his kingdom to the edge of his kingdom. Amazing. Guess what, king? What's for lunch? Huh? What's for lunch, king? What does the king need? He needs some fields. He doesn't have any fields. He's going to starve to death. He can have the biggest palace in the world if he doesn't have a field. Then not much is happening. Okay, so to a certain degree, the melech is bottled to the sada because he gets his sustenance from the sada. So now, in the nimshal, who's the melech? Yud gimomidas arachamim. Hechol malchuse. The king comes out of the palace into the field. Right, okay. And something happens in the field. Now, the king is coming to the field to help people in the field, I understand, but the king himself is affected positively by the field. The king is elevated by the field. So in the nimshah, the Yudgim Amirasurachim, are elevated by virtue of being revealed here. That level of godly reality, which is completely transcendent and infinite by virtue of the fact that it's revealed here in some sense, and that revelation affects you and I, and you and I might connect to who we really are, then that level of, of, the, of, of elokus is, is elevated by the field. Sorry. And based on that which is said in the Zayar, man melech, who's the melech? That pasuk, melech. That the king is affected by the field. Who's the Melech? The Melech law. It's the lofty king, the supernal king. The Ischaber Lesoda, that's connected to the field. So one could say that also his vitality, so to speak, shall Melech law of the lofty king. Meaning the Yud Gemamid Zerachimim, who al Yadeshi Yerid Venim Shach Lasata. The Abishter himself is elevated. Now, when we say the Abishter, we're talking about revealed godly reality, not Etza. The essence of God, the Abishter, okay, but Kaddish Baruch, what did he do? He allowed himself to be experienced in certain revealed forms, so to speak. Not that he's not one, don't get stuck in him being, you know, different things. It's all him. Okay, but there's. State of revelation, that revealed state of elokus, is not the essence of God. Something else, godly light, like the light of the sun. Light of the sun's not the sun. It's the light of the sun. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's completely and totally connected to the sun. It exists only by virtue of the sun. It's powerfully, powerfully revealing the existence of the sun. That's all it does. You're incredibly powerfully aware of the existence of the sun when you experience sunlight. But it's not the sun. It's sunlight. It's not that it's not the sun completely and totally, because after all, it only exists by virtue of the sun, and it's just a state of revelation of sun. That's what it is. Okay, it's one with the sun. There's a different state of sunhood. So too godly light. 
even more so. In, in term, not in terms of separation, but in terms of connection. Because it's him. What does it mean an elevation? For example, we see when we eat food, we elevate it. We, what does it mean to elevate? It gets closer to, a, to its source in godliness. Which, how do you do that? You do that by, by what we talked about earlier, you do that by, by fulfilling the function of something, the purpose of something. Something exists for a particular purpose. I don't use it for that purpose. So then, it's just a fisfus, right? Nebuchadnezzar. A certain level of godly energy comes into the world to vitalize a particular moment in the world. Right? Well, we can only talk about it in physical terms that way, right? But okay, fine. That's the only way we can understand it. So some level of godly existence comes into the world and vitalizes a particular moment in time. And that moment in time is an opportunity that you and I have to do something really positive. It gives you and I an opportunity, that moment of time. A, a very specific opportunity, meaning it's obvious something could happen. And I just don't pick up on it. And I'm a little too lazy. Gives me the opportunity to help another person. I'm put in a situation where I become aware of something and I can help that person and I have the means to help that person. It, it, it could work out. And I just decide, nah, I'm just not going to do it. I'm too tired. Okay, what happened? That level of godly light that was vitalizing that reality, <coughs> so to speak, so to speak, goes to waste, so to speak. Meaning that level of godly light was existed in order to bring about the fulfillment of that purpose. I blew it. So what happens to that level of godly light, so to speak? It's not clothed in the kalim it was supposed to be clothed in, that event that it was destined to be part of and recedes back to its source, but in a, in, a, in a way that it hasn't fulfilled the whole purpose of its descent into this world to bring about a certain reality. What if I do that thing? Oh, so now I'm connecting this light to the whole purpose of its being. Why did that state of being come into being? Meaning there was a level of godly light causing that to be, and why? In order for a certain event to happen, in order for me to do something, and I did it, Baruch Hashem. I've connected that whole marechet, that whole system of reality to its source in Elokus, which was the whole purpose of its existence down here. That's called elevation. Or I can just sort of cut it off. Why? Because I just couldn't get it together to do it. That's what's happening all the time. Because what's the Ibsen doing? It's just constantly vitalizing reality so that you and I have all these opportunities. Yes, obligations, but Hasidim look at them as opportunities. Yes, I'm obligated to do it. Okay, I'm going to get smashed if I don't. Okay, that's one way of looking at it. That's the way of looking at it relative to me. Okay, relative to that level of godly existence that came into the world for a purpose. What if I look at it from that point of view? So I didn't allow that level of reality to fulfill its purpose purpose was somehow connected to me. There's seven billion people that this is happening to all the time. He's a pretty big god. He can manage to orchestrate all this. How, I'm not quite sure. But he's a very big computer. He can do it all. Right? Okay. 
But in, in our lives, so, so things happen that give us opportunities to connect to what's real and to what's supposed to be and the whole purpose of that existence that we find ourselves in. Okay. Did I take advantage of that, of that opportunity, or didn't I? That obligation, or didn't I? It's, it's both. It's an opportunity. Meaning, the very fact that there's an opportunity means there's also an obligation. Now, sometimes the obligation isn't written in Shulchan Aruch. I mean, it doesn't say in Shulchan Aruch that at this particular time in the afternoon you have to do such and such. Right? It just happens to be that the way the Arabishter made the world and the Ashkachopatis of it all, this opportunity to connect the locus, uh, uh, you know, appeared in your life relative to a particular mitzvah that is written, you know, but not relative to you at that particular moment, as opposed to Lulav and Esrik. Lulav and Esrik, it's the 15th of Tishrei, well, it says, we all have to shake Lulav and Esrik, right? Okay, but there's other more subtle things that happen in our lives all the time. See some guy who doesn't have a chevrusa, and it's like, you know, he's the only guy in Shir who doesn't have a chevrusa, and your chevrusa didn't show up today, what can you do? Make him feel good, you want to learn? You noticed you didn't notice them, there's nothing you can do, but the Abish to put you in a place where you just noticed. You're usually not on that side of Zal. Today you ended up on that side of Zal. You see him sitting alone. He doesn't have a chavus. He doesn't look so happy about that. He's feeling a little low about that. Okay. Your chavus is sick. Or your chavus isn't sick. You want to come learn with us? The Abish gave me an opportunity to elevate that godly energy vitalizing that moment in time. Because I was there. Gabi wasn't there. Why not? Gabi went to get a ruggle. I don't know. <laughs> he just wasn't there for whatever reason. He just wasn't there, but you were there. So Mayor has the opportunity to do that. Gabi doesn't. Why? Because he just doesn't happen to be there right now. He could be. It could be Gabi's there and Mayor's not. I mean, it's just the luck of the draw, right? It's not really the luck of the draw. It's called Ashkoch Pratis, right? So I'm there. So David, it gives me an opportunity to do something. Nah. I get stuck in my own little thing and I don't do it. Okay. Am I a terrible, horrible, nasty person? I should go, you know, sit in the in, in one of the little booths in the room near the sink and rip my garments? No. Go sit down and learn and realize, you know what, probably next time I should take advantage of that. Go fight. Am I a terrible person? I'm not a terrible person. I'm like anybody else. I make mistakes. But I made a mistake. Because I didn't pick up on the vibes that were there. It was the Abishter gave me an opportunity, and I just sort of got stuck in myself and didn't pick it up because I was so worried about myself. And, and I could be worried about myself and my own learning and my own spiritual development, and I'm just called this little godly, you know, uh, the, the, the ever ready, not ever ready, the other one, whatever, bunny, right? whatever the battery is. Energizer. I'm an energizer bunny, right, full of spiritual energy, my own. Don't notice anybody else. I'm completely, my life stops here. It's just me, my soul, and God. Oh, I'm so holy. Oh, missing the point completely. <laughs> completely. Because right. it says, yeah, it says, it says you're supposed to look at three things. And then it lists three things. So the Rebbe explains, well, I can count to three. 
So why does it say look at three things and then lists three things? Because there's two groups of three things. It says look at three things and then also these other three. Where the first three? You, God, and the world. It's not just you and God. It's also a world. That's the Rebbe. That's the Rebbe is all about. Right? There's a world out there. The Abraham's world. What are we supposed to do with it? Well, Melech, the Melech comes into the field, and if we pick up, if we take that opportunity, so we elevate that level of godly reality to a higher place. Why? Well, because we come from a higher place, and what that does is trigger our higher connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so now it's part of that. That's what the Rebbe is saying here. It's amazing. What's the whole purpose of the revelation of Yud And what's that? That the king is also elevated by the field. Who's the king? The Zayar says, the lofty king. Why? How is the lofty king elevated? His sustenance is from the from the field. He's also elevated by virtue of the fact that he's drawn down to the field. Six lines up. By virtue of this, it's revealed. What's the whole purpose of this state of revealed reality? Why is there a day called Rosh Hashanah? Okay, Beseda, we have obligations on Rosh Hashanah. There's no question. We have also opportunities on Rosh Hashanah. Relative to us, there's no question. There's this. There's the. You know, it's a day of, of obligation and opportunity, and it's a special day. It's an incredible day. We blow the shofar. We daven. We do all sorts of things. We have big meals, which is like you know, so interesting that we have these big, huge meals when we're also connecting on this incredibly spiritual level. Okay, fine. There is a day where there's no meal. It's just beyond meals. Okay, but there's a day where there's meals. Okay, fine. But bottom line, why is there such a thing called Rosh Hashanah? To give you and I the opportunity to take advantage of that very special time to, to be more closely connected to who we are in a Kaddish Baruch Hu, etc., etc. I mean, that's why there's a Rosh Hashanah. Ultimately, the Abishta gives us uh, this, this gift, this opportunity to get close to him. There's all sorts of other aspects of Rosh Hashanah, there's no question. But from why did he give it to us? So we can, I mean this in a positive way, take advantage of that opportunity in order to come closer to him. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. It's good for us, but that's what he wants. That's why there's such a day. That's why there's 10 days of tshuva. That's why there's a revelation of Yud Gomez Rachmim and El. See, Ebishta wants to give us a chance to get closer to him. Amazing. But now the Rebbe is explaining the, the, the mechanics of it all, the metaphysical mechanics of it all. That level of godly reality that reveals itself here in the world, and it's an incredibly powerful level of infinite reality, whatever that means, that level itself is elevated by virtue of the fact that we take advantage of that opportunity because we come from a higher place than it. And you know what? I won't let the cat out of the bag yet. Because the Rebbe's answering a question with all this, right? 
how in the world is Elul and Nila doidi v'doidi li? It's all an incredible arousal from above. Doidi li, yud gemumitzarachun, that arouses in you and I a desire to come closer to a Kodesh Baruch so How in the world is it a Nila doidi and then doidi li? Well, that's what the Rebbe's answering. We'll see what the answer is going to be once we get there. It's pretty wild. But if you know what the answer is, you've already heard it. You just don't know it yet, right? Lahavdil, when you read a good novel the second time, right? You already see the end in the, like, 30 pages in, you already see the end? Okay. But the first time, you didn't get it. You, went the, you read that last page, you go, oh, my gosh. It was him? I never would have thought that. But then the second time, the 30 pages, you are at the 30th page, you go, oh, he's, like, pushing us that way the whole time. Okay. That's a good novel. The guy knows how to do that. Okay. So the second time through, you, uh, you, you see it already. Okay, so... If you've learned the end of the Miami, you've already seen the answer here, but it's not the idea. Everybody hasn't said it yet. Just keep coming because it's amazing. Okay, let's go further. Like the Zayar says, five lines up. Is sada ve is sada. There's a field and there's a field. There's two different levels of field. Sada the kedusha. There's a field of holiness. Ve sada the lumaze and the sada of the other side. Ve yeshlemer. The inyan melech lasada neva. The whole idea of the melech being somehow affected by the field. Shal yedeya yerida v'amshacha by virtue of his descent and being drawn down. Amshacha means to be drawn down. Lusada, the by virtue of the fact that the Melech is drawn down into the Sada, that there's a revelation of the Yud Gubamita Sarachmim in the Sada, Nase Ilui it's brought about an elevation in the lofty king, meaning in these levels of godly reality. Hube Iker, that's specifically Al Yadei, by virtue of the fact, Shagilui the Yud Gubamita Sarachmim, that the revelation of the Yud Gubamita Sarachmim, that mitzad themselves are lemailem ishtashlus, a level of infinite godly light beyond the level of light that's clothed in kalim. The bechlolus, and in general, what does that mean? Melech ilah, the lofty king. The king comes out of his palace and shows up in the field. I mean, that's the mushal. What's most astounding about that? It's also to the Jews who are found Bamidbar in the desert. The Sada de Lumaze. The Sada of the other side. Shal Yedeze. Misgala Harotzen Apnimi Shalehem. By virtue of the revelation of the Yudgum Amidus Arachimim, it's revealed their inner desire. The Yetzim Mi Midbar, and they leave the Midbar. The Sada de Lumaze. And they go to the Sada, the Kedusha, they go to the Sada of Kedusha, Lahakbal is Pnei Melech, they want to go see the king. Now who's that? It's every single one of us, because every single one of us has parts of our lives that we've allowed to be connected to the Sada, the Lumaz. And we want to leave those places and get closer to the king. What arouses in us that desire? So in Elul, we have a greater desire to do that because of the Yudgum Yisrachman. And that's, on a certain level, the greatest expression of the Yod Gemitzvah, which is what the Rebbe said earlier in the Maim. Because ultimately, the whole notion of, of the revelation of the Yod Gemitzvah and Elul, the whole notion of Elul itself is, is for, for people to do tshuva, simple pshat, what's tshuva? A response to what's called prikas ol, 
right? The, what did the Rebbe say? To go see the king, what do you have to do? That's called Kabbalah soul, right? You accept the king as king. That's what it means to go see the king in the field. All right? You don't have to get in a car and go drive to the Galil. All right? Go to Iowa, hang out in some cornfield in Iowa and wait for the king to show up. He's supposed to be here. I don't know. The altar Rebbe said he's here. Oh, maybe it's Nebraska. Next year I'll go to Nebraska. Maybe he's there. Going to see the king in the field means you accept the king as king. You don't have to go anywhere. You have to change conceptual reality. Okay, so the, the king is king. Okay, that's what the Rebbe told us. That's all That's all you have to do, right? That's the rock. That was the Rebbe's language, right? Rock. It's only. Just Kabbalah's all. No big deal. Okay. So, that's called Kabbalah soul. What's that a response to? Prika soul. Throwing off the yoke. The yoke of what? Malchus Shemayim. It's very, very important to add that part. Not the yoke, so it's this yoke and it's this big piece of cement around my neck holding me down from flying. No. Adarabah. It's wings stuck on my shoulders that allow me to fly in front of Malchus Shemayim. That's Kabbalah soul. It allows me to fly in front of the Abish. Okay, Seder, but it, there's definitely obligation involved like any relationship, right? You want a successful marriage? Well, you better realize you're very obligated relative to certain things. It's not all just fun and games. It's all sorts of things that you're obligated to do emotionally, physically, financially, all sorts of things. You have to take upon yourself real obligation. That word, commitment, you have to commit to the well-being of another person, and it is at a, hopefully very soon it becomes not another person; it becomes a whole tribe. It's all these people that your your whole life is about their not your whole life because you also have this personal relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, but very very much of your life and very much of your relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu is tied up with your commitment to the well-being of those people. That's what it means to be a an adult. Commitment. Okay, so how about the Abishter? Same thing. You have a commitment to a relationship with the Abishter. Your, your relationship with your wife is only when it feels good and you like it and, 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 and when she's giving you something that you want. And if she's asking something of you that you want to do, so you just tell your wife to gay fife and go fly a kite. Oh, I don't know. What? Well, we do that to God all the time, right? He's... he's, he's He's demanding something, or asking something, or whatever, and we say, ah, don't have to tell you. I'll do it. I'll do twice as much tomorrow. <laughs> Rambam. I'll do 462 chapters tomorrow instead of 459. What's the big deal? Okay. Well, we don't, you know, we'll do that in interpersonal relationships also, right? Because we're not perfect and, and it happens, but it, it's not, hopefully it's not a, a modus operandi. It's not how we relate to the relationship, because if it is, it's not going to last very long. Because you wouldn't want to be the other person that had to relate to you if you're that way. Right? The relationship revolves around you and what you want and what you need. I mean, you know, even if a woman doesn't necessarily work outside of the house, which is, you know, 
more common today than it was. But she's working in the house. There's all sorts of kids. It's incredibly hard work. You don't think so? Okay, stay home alone. Let her go away for a week and take care of it for a week and see what it's all about. <laughs> I mentioned to you guys that the, the year that Ruben Dunin, when the Rebbe was in, in, in the, 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 Ruben Dunin and his wife were in Yechidus with the Rebbe, and it was in the summer, and uh, the Rebbe told, told Ruben that, no, this year your wife's coming to me for Tishrei and you're staying home with the kids. <laughs> Only the Rebbe would say that. What Rebbe would ever say that? The woman comes and you stay home. It's unbelievable. So the Rebbe said, she's coming, you're staying home. So he said, okay. He, he, he told the story in the Fabregan. The colorful language he used to describe <laughs> that month was something that would burn your ears. I mean, it was unbelievable. In describing his month at home, Tishrei, trying to get Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot together with his wife by the Rebbe just having the time of her life. Right, and, and he's at home with the kids, which usually he goes and she stays home, right? So he, the Rebbe wanted him to appreciate what that's all about, so he stayed home one year. Okay, so then, you come home from work, you're a big worker, the, what do you call it, the, the provider, right? So you come home from work, if that's the way it works, it doesn't always work that way, right? But okay, you come home from work, right? You're tired, 100%. Come home, hang up your jacket, Sit down. Hmm. Where's dinner, dear? You know, like. Hello. Open up. Look around. See what's going on. There's, you know, six little kids running around making havoc. She's very tired. Maybe you. You're tired. You worked hard. No problem. But maybe if you're a sensitive person, you'll say, uh, "Do you want to go lay down for half an hour, and I'll take care of the show." If you have eyes in your head, you'll see that she's probably a little frazzled because you've been dealing with adults all day. She's been dealing with children all day. They're different. Children are different. You can't have the same expectations of children that you have from adults. Now, adults don't always act different than children, but at least you have expectations. So if they act like children, you can say, would you stop acting like a jerk? What are you doing? Uh, the guy will go, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Okay. okay, let's talk again about the whole thing, right? Whereas say that to your six-year-old. Would you stop acting like you're six? Okay, mom. Right, all of a sudden he's 25. Okay, Mom, you're right. I'm really being unreasonable. <laughs> say, that, say that to a six-year-old and see what happens. Right? It doesn't work. Right? So try hanging around those people all day. It, 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 they're great. They're fun. They're amazing. But they, 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 they can, they're trying. I mean, you know, they can be pretty frustrating. They teach you very, very clearly that it is not your desire that runs the world. You don't run the world. Kids, if you didn't figure that out before you have kids, you'll figure it out once you have kids. Okay. So, even that Jew who might make for himself certain places of Sodad Lumazer wants to come back to Kedusha. Ki al by virtue of the Tshuva of the Israel, Shayu Tchilo, that they were first, but Tachli Sarichuk, very far away. Again, the Rebbe's been discussing this throughout the whole Mimer about the Moshe of Melech Besodes for those people farthest away. Mizgale, it's revealed, Eid Yeser, even more, Hapnimius to Israel, the inner reality of every Jew. Shiratsenim Amiti, that their true desire, Gam Bishasachet, even when they're doing an Aveira, what's the true desire of a Jew? Belukus. 
rock, but what? But their Yetzirah got the best of them, and so they're stuck in a place that's far away. But really, even when they're doing the Avera, what does the Jew want? The nature of a Jew is to want the Avera. And everybody has stories, I mean, especially Lubavitchers, but everybody has stories about people seemingly so far away who do these incredible Jewish things, and that shows, you know, and those are the stories that, that blow people away. Wow, look, you see, look how connected a Jew is. And even this Jew, that, you know, blah, 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 and you paint the picture of some guy who knows where he's holding... Right, but even that person, he was, you know, some something happened, and look what happened. He uh, he, he put on tefillin, or he gave a lot of stucco, or he, whatever it happens to be. Who knows? The stories are all, always told about the people farthest away, because those are the most impressive. Well, that's what the Rebbe's saying. Yes, the, those stories are impressive because you see most powerly, powerfully from those stories how connected you really are. All right, and let's just see the. Let's just see the next uh, the the tzemach sedek, and then we'll stop and we'll finish the maimer tomorrow. We'll see the punchline, which is very useful because Sunday we'll finish the maimer bezrum tomorrow. I'm remembering this. Sunday bezrat Hashem. I don't know bezrat Hashem. <laughs> I should say mirtz Hashem. I don't know mirtz Hashem. Does the Ebrister want this? I'm not sure. I hope so. Sunday Sunday there won't be sheer. Okay, because I'm going to Tzvas for Shabbos. I'm going to go back very, very late at night, I assume. Right? Okay, so, and I think it's also an off Shabbos for you guys, right? Which means the summer off Shabbos and Sunday Chassidus is always pretty schwach. People come back from wherever they come back from. Okay, so Sunday we're not going to have Shir. There will be Seder, right? Meaning you will have that opportunity to chazu the whole Mimer, because hopefully we'll finish the Mimer tomorrow and you can go over the Mimer on Sunday. Okay, but there won't be Shir Sunday morning. Okay, say them. Look what the Tzemach Sedek says, and then we'll stop. Keperish the Tzemach Sedek, Allah Pasuk. This week's Parsha, the Maitzah, right? Look at this week's Parsha. Ki besoda matzah. Yeah, it's this week's Parsha. In the field he found her, tsa'akaha nara, she cries out the nara, and there's no one to save her. Think about the difference between someone who is violating a young woman out in the field and in the city. What's the mush of the field in the city? The field is somewhere where no one can hear her, right? And the city is in a situation where theoretically she could save herself, meaning she's also involved in this activity, right? It's not that by definition the city and the field. It's talking about two different situations where she could get away and she can't get away. Shegam Kishanara, also when the Nara, the young woman, who's that? The Neshama. He besadeh she's found in the field. What's the field? The field of the other side, so to speak. Vyasedimizu, more than this, not only is she in the field. Shazegaram, the fact that she's in the field has caused Sha'asav, Ish Sadeh. Amazing. Who's Asaf? Asaf is the man of the field. Asaf, Ish Sadeh. Hichzikba grabs her v'shachavima and lays with her. She's in the clutches of Esav, the Ish Sada, way out in the Sada de Lumazet, the Neshama. Hinegamaz, even then. Harotzen de Neshama hu bekedusha, the Rotzen of the Neshama is in holiness. And what does she do out there? He'd say, Ekes, she cries out. The Nara in the Chumash, the Nara cries out. There's no one to hear her. What's she making noise for? What's the mushroom? 
right? What's the, the, the what's it real? What's what's happening in Panemius in this story? The neshama, the, the nara is the neshama. She's in the sada. She put herself far away from where everything's really happening, and she's in the clutches of the ish who's in the sada. Who's that? Asaf. Not the holiness of Yaakov. All the klipa of Asaf. She's held captive by Asaf. Even then, what's the neshama's response? She cries out. She's not happy out there. That she cries out from the bitterness of her soul. Regarding this, that Esav is clutching her. Now, in, the, in, the, in terms of the neshama, so the neshama put it, I mean, the neshama didn't, but the neshama's attached to a goof and an evershabamis, and the goof and the evershabamis put the person in this place. Right? She, she, so to speak, she walked out to the neshama, out to the sada. She put herself in the sada. Okay. But what's happening, even when she put herself in the sada, her neshama, the panemius of that Jew, it's not a her, anybody, the panemius of that Jew, which is her nara, her neshama, cries out. Tzaka nara. She cries out. Val and what does it say in the Pasuk? Ein Mashiach. In Pshat, there's no one to help her. That's why she's putter. Right? If she's in a situation where she could solve the situation, but she doesn't, so then she's as liable as him. Then she's doing this willfully. We're not, right? That, that doesn't mean that we're not talking about the difference between a city and a, and a field. The Torah is using those two examples. A situation where a woman is part of the process as opposed to not part of the process. Okay, so in the field, so to speak, it, she's being forced. Okay, that's in Gashmias. So in, in, in Pshat and the Pasuk, it says, Ain Mashiach. There's, no there's no one to help her. So then the, the, the halacha says that he's Chayev and she's Pater. Okay. But what does Ein Mashiach mean in Panemius? Ayin Mashiach. What's Ayin? Yeshmi Ayin, a level beyond Ishtal Shalus. Creation, Yeshmi Ayin. Ayin, a level beyond Yesh, a level beyond created reality. Shanim Shachla, says there, Alideze Ayin Mashiach. Shanim Shachla Yeshua mi Bechinas Ayin, a level of godly reality. Shalemai Lim Ishtal Shalus. What's that? Yedgim Mizrachimim. It's like, but let's just finish the, we'll just finish the paragraph, we'll, and then we'll uh, tie it all up tomorrow. And since the revelation of the inner desire of the Jews, because of their source in Atzmas, he is Al-Yadeya Tshuva, the Israel, it comes, as a, is expressed through the Tshuva, Shayu Tehilo, that first they were in the Sodad Lumazah in the Midbar, Lochein, therefore, Ailui, the elevation, Shanasa, that's brought about, we'll, we'll go over this again tomorrow, but Yudgim Amides, that's brought about in the 13 attributes of mercy, Al Yedei, by virtue of Yeridosam, their descent from Shachosam, and they're being drawn down, Lamata, below, why were they brought down? to arouse the person, who Be'ikr, that's essentially Al Yedei, Shema'erim that's essentially by arousing those who were at first very distant. That's the most powerful expression of the Yudgum Yisrachim. Aye. Also people who are close. Right? And when the Rebbe's talking about people who are close, people who are distant, it's that every single one of us has, most of us, have aspects of our being that are far. 
It's not talking about the totality of a person. It's talking about every single person. So what 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 is what does Elul afford us to do? The Iker is to take those places that are farthest away from the Abishter in our lives and move them close. The places that are close, so say the Baruch Hashem, they're close. But there's places that might not be, okay, to move those places too. There's little places where we go hide. Okay. That's Shem, we'll finish the Maimon tomorrow. We still don't know why it's an Ila Deidi Vadeidi Lee. It's the first thing we'll see tomorrow. Because that's what the says next time. But Zehu, and this is an Ila Dedi Dedi Dedi.